This is Wellbeing Well Said, the podcast with me, Sarah Maloof. Join me as I chat with fitness gurus, business owners, wellness experts, and other inspiring individuals as together we dive into what it means to live well. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I can't believe it's April, but this is my birthday month, so it's going to be a good one putting that out into the universe. And today's episode will be a short and sweet solo episode. I've been thinking a little bit about how back in the day, for any of you who followed me since the beginning of my Instagram journey, not like it's some crazy long journey, but I guess I did start posting content, wellness content, like through, I think four years ago, which is crazy. And when I first started, it was pretty much strictly recipes and food-based. If any of you followed back when it was just called well-being well-bought and now it's a lot more it's evolved because I've evolved. So yes, there is still food content and recipes, but it's also a lot of mindset, emotional and spiritual wellness, things of that nature. But it's that needless to say, healthy eating and cooking is still very important to me and not only important to me, but fun to me. I love to cook and be creative in the kitchen. And I'm one of the weird, weird ones that actually enjoys grocery shopping too. So I thought that I would make a mini solo episode here about getting the most out of your grocery shopping. Now, before any of you tune out, this is for you. Even if you use Instacart or some sort of delivery service, I know a lot of people started doing that during COVID And I think that's great and convenient. There are still some tips and tricks. I'm going to talk a little bit about getting the best bang for your buck and just your overall approach to grocery shopping, some tips and tricks and things of that nature. So some of this might be a little obvious to some of you, but some of you might learn something or approach grocery shopping differently, or have a little takeaway that you're going to start implementing when you get your groceries for the week. So with that being said, I do think it's important to start with your mindset. Now, some of you are probably rolling your eyes. Like why in the world are we talking about our mindset with grocery shopping? Like how in the world are you still relating all this woo woo back to everything? But I really think there's something to it. Now I mentioned, I actually enjoy grocery shopping and that process is kind of therapeutic for me. I don't know if anyone else feels that way, but it's like, I don't have to talk to anyone while I'm there. (laughs) I kind of zone out. I take my time. I mean, of course I don't enjoy it when I'm really crunched for time or just trying to load up for the week. But if I have the time and I don't feel rushed, I like trying new products and walking up down the aisles and thinking of new recipes. But even if you're just trying to get, get it done because you know, you need to, or you're doing it online, shifting your mindset and approach towards grocery shopping can be an automatic sigh of release think of it this way. There are millions of people in the world who would do anything to have the access to groceries, any groceries, much less. A lot of us have access to clean organic groceries. People would die for that. And we have it at our disposal here. So even if it's not something you enjoy doing, I challenge you just to take 0.2 seconds and say a little thank you or express some sort of sigh of gratitude for the fact that you have the ability to even buy groceries and you can afford them and you can take them home into the house that you live in. That's your shelter and you can cook and just have this kind of ritualistic approach to grocery shopping. 
that is something that I just find again, gratitude is such a core practice for anyone anywhere. And I think it applies to grocery shopping even. Okay. So another, this is an obvious one. Don't go to the grocery super hungry or thirsty because I don't know if everyone knows this, but sometimes your body mistakes hunger or for thirst for hunger, excuse me. Now that's not to say I'm not one of those people that like, if you're actually hungry, I'm going to be like, just go drink a glass of water and you'll be full. Like, obviously there are times when your body actually needs the nutrients from food, but sometimes we are just dehydrated. And even if you're not aware, if you're dehydrated and then subconsciously your mind is telling you you're hungry when you're at the grocery store, you're going to probably leave. Like what in the world did I just buy? (laughs) Um, on the flip side, don't go. I don't like going to the grocery store when I'm super full. Like if it's a Sunday and we just had a big lunch and then our brunch, and then I decided to go to the grocery store, like everything sounds gross and looks gross. That's just one little sidebar, but okay. Have a plan. So people get overwhelmed when I, when they think about grocery shopping, cause it's like somewhere, some along the lines, I feel like someone told us that we were supposed to have some different fancy dinner for every day of the week. And it had to be this whole thing. And we had to start the week off by looking through cookbooks and having like at least five to six recipes. And we have to have all these ingredients in the recipes and have it all planned, planned out. Like I absolutely don't think that. And there's a way that I will get to here in a bit, a way around that a more strategic and realistic approach to that. That's also not like meal planning per se, but I think that just having some sort of a plan, making a grocery list of just the necessities, there'll be things along the way that you probably forgot and you pick up or that you don't, you didn't come for, but they just catch your eye and you grab. But if you have a little bit of a plan, you're going to be less overwhelmed and it's going to be more approachable to grocery shop. Here's my pro tip. This is the best thing for me. And some of y'all are like, duh, Sarah, you're late to the game. But even though I've done this for a while now, but If you have an iPhone and I'm sure most of you do, and you go to the notes app on your phone, you can actually, of course, make a checklist, like a bulleted bullet point checklist that allows you to literally click and tap and check as you go. And so doing that helps me so much because I take five minutes either at the house or even while I'm sitting in the parking lot in the car before I go in and just say things like, okay, what are the basics I need? I know I need coffee. I know I need salad, whatever, put them on this checklist. And then I go in and I just check them off as I go. And I'm like, okay, maybe added some things along the way, but at least the basics are in my cart. I'm good to go. Next tip shop on the outsides of the store as much as possible. Here's what I mean. When you walk into most any grocery store, And you will see on your left or far left or far right. Typically that's the produce, right? All your fruits and vegetables and it'll loop around to the deli. Maybe in the back is where there's the, um, the butcher, the meats, and then back around to the other side that might vary, but usually it's like milk, yogurt, things like that. If you stick to the outsides or even the frozen, I think on my side, there's like on my grocery store, there's frozen fruit on one side. So if you stick to the outside, you're more likely to leave with more whole foods and real foods than you are processed foods. And you're going to notice this. If you haven't before, next time you go into the grocery store, the center of the store is pretty much filled with all the processed stuff. 
the cereal, the snacks, the chips, and there's a time and place for that. I'm not saying you never need to go in there, but if the majority of your groceries come from the outside aisles, you're more likely to leave with more whole foods and fruits and vegetables, proteins, and things that are really good for your body. Now, if you're grocery shopping online, you might not visualize it for the most part. I think most of us have been in a grocery store enough times to kind of get that visual and keep that in mind when we're making our grocery list. Now for when you are shopping on the inside aisles, because we're all going to get some sort of late, you know, process thing at some point, you can still pick better for you options, but some things are going to be in cans and boxes. But when you pick those things up, read labels, reading labels has changed the game for me. And I spent such an eye opener. I cannot even believe some of the things that I thought were healthy that are just loaded with sugars and chemicals y'all. And it's because marketing marketers do a really good job and making you think, you know, we'll see who hasn't fallen victim to something that's labeled really big, like gluten-free fat-free, you know, non-GMO, whatever. And you're like, Oh, it's gotta be healthy. Right. But yeah, just because it's gluten-free, maybe for example, doesn't mean it's not pumped with sugar. And when you do flip it around and you read the ingredients, it can be overwhelming. So what I would advise, I don't look too heavily into the actual like grams and percentages. I do some, I glance at things like sugar, you know, see how many grams of sugar are in there, but more than anything, I look at the actual ingredients themselves. I don't really look at calories either. Um, unless it just stands out as being astronomical for some reason Then I usually can find why in the ingredient list, but reading ingredients big time. So here are a few tips on that. If sugar or cane syrup something, you know, along the lines of some type of sugar is in the first one to two ingredients, I'd probably put it back because the order in which the ingredients are listed is the order of how much of that is in the product. So for example, if sugar is the first ingredient, there's more sugar than anything else in ratio within that product, which is kind of disturbing to think about. Um, but if, you can identify those sugars and like, you know, some things are sweetened and maybe the fourth or fifth ingredient is a sweetener, but it's something not as processed or refined. Maybe it's coconut oil or maple syrup or honey. You might feel better about that than a bunch of additives. Also speaking of additives, one pro tip that should be obvious, but it's not sometimes if you can't pronounce the majority of the ingredients, you should probably put that up because that's probably a bad sign. <laughs> if the words are so hard to pronounce, then they're probably a bunch of additives and chemicals that you don't need to be putting into your body. And if you have no idea what it is, I mean, why would you want that in your body? You could always look it up because of course there are some terms for are some words that we just don't know. That's not harmful, but yeah, just being really aware of what's in it. And I think the shorter, the last thing I'll say on the ingredient topic is the shorter, the list, the better, in my opinion, sometimes I'll flip it over and I won't even finish reading. I'll just glance like a big one for me, flipping over things that are in jars or, or not necessarily jars, but like Tupperware hummus, for example, guacamole salsa. If you turn it over and it's a laundry list of ingredients. I don't even read it. I just put it back because think about it. Guacamole should literally be avocado, maybe some tomato and onion, and then spices and seasoning. But a lot of them have stuff pumped in there, preservatives and things that I don't necessarily want. 
same with hummus, so on and so forth. So I've ranted about that enough, but I'm telling you, when I started reading ingredient labels, I was shook to my core and things were changed forever for me. The next thing that I really want to point out that has been very helpful with preserving my groceries and not letting as many things go bad in the fridge or the pantry that week is doubling up on ingredients. So here's what I mean by that. I'll give you an example because I did it this week. Well, I'll also say people are going to hear this and be like, yeah, meal prepping or leftovers, batch cooking. Personally, I'll, I will have leftovers. Don't get me wrong. And I will batch cook vegetables or something like that, that I can repurpose, but I'm not a big leftover girly. Like I'm not really one to be like, oh, we're going to eat tacos Monday and Tuesday night and just plan that out. What I prefer doing is overlapping ingredients. So speaking of tacos, Matt made tacos for us last night. So when I was at the grocery store, I was like, okay, I don't necessarily need a whole onion for tacos or like at my grocery store, the organic bell peppers are sold in twos and we'll pack of two. And I'm like, I don't also need two bell peppers. So what's something I can do the next night that I can use the other half of the onion for and the other bell pepper for, so they don't sit in my fridge and go bad. And that's exactly what we did. So we had tacos last night. We used ground Turkey, the vegetables I just named couple other things and had a little bit of leftover that Matt then ate later today, the next day. And then tonight I used the other bell pepper and the other half of the onion. And then like a sweet potato and some chicken thighs and roasted it all in the oven and then had roasted veggies and chicken. So those are totally different meals with totally different vibes, but I didn't let my produce go bad. I love doing that. If you can think of ways that you can overlap and there's so much you can do that with especially this is great. If you're cooking for one, like if you're doing chicken two nights, but you don't want the same taste, both do half cook all your chicken, you know, one night and maybe even all your vegetables and then use it one night and season it with teriyaki and brown rice and do a little Asian stir fry. And then use the other half of the chicken and vegetables the next night. And maybe like I just said, do it a fiesta style or put it on a salad and just change it up. You're more likely to actually use and enjoy the produce. Cause I do think that you shouldn't force yourself to eat things you hate or stuff leftovers down your throat because you have them. I mean, out of necessity, I feel like there is some sort of ritual in eating and we should pause to be thankful for it and actually enjoy it. That's a little way that you can get the best bang for your buck and also enjoy your meals and spice things up. Next is buy frozen when possible. I don't know when we got, when frozen got such a bad rap, but I'm not talking about frozen pizzas necessarily, but things like frozen vegetables and fruit. I use frozen fruit and avocado and things like that. in my smoothie every morning, I use frozen vegetables when I cook at dinner all the time. I even do frozen quinoa and then just microwave or frozen, you know, there's so many steamable broccolis and things like that. And Honestly, sometimes if it's organic and flash frozen early on in the process, it's probably got more nutrients preserved because it didn't have as long of a shelf life to sit there and, you know, not expire, but diminish in some of the nutritional value. So it's really easy and it's a really good way to not let food go to waste. Look for substitutes. That's my next tip. Look for substitutes. I think it's so daunting to go to the grocery store thinking like, okay, I can only get really healthy food, like really healthy. And I have to be stressed out about what I get because I can't have 
any exceptions, no carbs, no fats. Like so many of us who has not, I mean, who has not had a diet mindset when they've gone to the grocery store at least once. And it's just been, you're stressed out and you're trying to avoid so much. How about instead of avoiding, when you feel yourself slipping into that mindset, instead of avoiding so much, get what you want, but just look for the better for you options. I'm putting that in quotes, the better for you options. So like if you love chips, don't necessarily tell yourself from the get-go that you can never eat a potato chip again. Just look for a better alternative. Personally, we love Siete. It's a great brand. And the way they cook and produce their food is just a little bit better for you with the ingredients they use and the way they manufacture than like a Lay's potato chip, for example, but they have delicious chips, tortilla chips, potato chips, um, things like that. Just going to the store, letting yourself get what you want and not being mad at yourself either. I mean, if you want to get the Lay's potato chip here and there, be my guest. I'm not here to tell you how to live, but I think that over time, if you just start making a little bit of a better option, day one, day two, day three, then by day, whatever in the future, you'll look back and be like, wow, I really have gotten a lot healthier, made better choices. I feel better. I'm feeding my body in a healthier manner. And I'll end on this one because it's kind of in the same vein about not being so hard on yourself and being realistic. Y'all, I would like to think that every single night of the week, I'm going to cook this great, unique meal at home using all whole foods. I chop all my veggies. I cook it right then and there. We eat it fresh, but that's just not reality because we're really busy people. And I can't even imagine y'all with kids out there. I mean, you're busier than I, but if you're a working adult or just a breathing, living adult, (laughs) you probably have a lot of responsibilities and not only responsibilities, but social things come up or someone's sick or whatever it may be. And the reality is that things slip away. And the first thing, at least for us in our house to tend to drop off when we're not feeling it, if we're tired, if we're busy is cooking at home. So I always like to grab at least one to two easy dinners that might be better for you going off what I just said than the alternative, but that are thoughtless that again, are not like you have to really cook anything. They're still probably not the best of the best because we all know that eating whole foods is what's best. But in the instance that you aren't going to have time to cook, but you're starving, how about if you keep things like, for example, arouse or Rayo's not sure how you say it. The brand is R a O apostrophe S it's a great brand. If I had one of their frozen meals on hand first, like a hot pocket or (laughs) pizza rolls or something that's obviously just junk. And I can still just as easily reach for it and heat it up and eat it. Yeah. Maybe it's not like the most ideal meal, but it's still better for me than the alternative or driving through fast food even. So the rails rails, however you say it, great alternative primal kitchen also has some frozen meals that are great. If you're just in a rush or you're not feeling like cooking. Um, I pretty much always keep something like that in the freezer. And then in the pantry. I like having bonza pasta or Amy's soup or just something that takes little to no preparation or thought that I don't feel disgusting after eating because the ingredients are better than the alternative. It still takes no time and you're not so tempted to do Uber eats or drive their fast food or leave, you know, leave feeling worse than you did before when you were so hungry. So again, some of this is probably redundant or obvious, 
but I hope that some of you at least maybe are approaching groceries, grocery shopping a little bit different. I really do think that these tips can help you get the best bang for your buck. It can also make grocery shopping more approachable, realistic, and maybe even fun or easy, mindful, intentional. These are all things that I hope that you take with you next time you go to the grocery store. As always, if you have any feedback, questions, whatever, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. You can find me there at Sarah Maloof underscore underscore S-A-R-A-H-M-A-L-O-U-F underscore underscore. I would love to hear your thoughts. If you listen to this and it shifted your perspective at all, please do me a favor and screenshot, share on your stories, or maybe send it to a friend, leave a positive review. Everything adds up. I love y'all. Hope you have the best week and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Wellbeing Well Said, the podcast. If you liked what you heard and you would like to support me, it would mean so much if you would subscribe to the show, rate and review, and spread the word. Tell your friends, tag me on Instagram, all the things that really does help me grow and helps me create more content that I can put out for you all.